podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me as always is his wife, Penny. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. That's uh, good. The uh, complete financial collapse of America did not take place uh, this morning, as I uh, was wondering would happen, which is probably good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you do not want the complete financial re- uh, financial. Are you talking lower on purpose now? No, I'm not. You okay. have me down so low that I can barely hear myself. Okay. And I'm just trying to... I was uh, talking about the... You do not want the entire financial collapse of America to happen anytime, because that would suck for the entire world. So it'll be like the old days, just a bunch of guys wearing barrels <laughs> and uh, standing in soup lines? Yes, exactly. <laughs> We'll work for food. Children for sale. (laughs) Children for sale. Well, they used to. You know, really poor people would have to sell their children because they couldn't afford to feed them. That's terrible. I know it is. All right. So this is uh, season five, episode 15, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. Now, when you teased this yesterday, you said one of our favorite characters is going to join. And I mistakenly thought it was someone else. I know who, yeah. To the degree that I watched a movie by that actor before (laughs) this, getting myself tuned up. Oh, is that why you watched that? Oh, come on. (laughs) You had to have seen that and been like, oh. No, I I did not put the two of those together. Uh, But I was wondering, why are you watching a movie with... DJ Quails. DJ Quails in it. Yeah, I know. All I was thinking, like, man, even as a young actor, he was dorky looking. Yeah, um... We'll get to more DJ Quails uh, in future episodes. But, yeah, he's a skinny guy. If you've ever seen uh, the movie Road Trip with Tom Green, he's the tall, skinny kid. And uh, the new guy was what I watched today. So, um, cute movie, you know, if you're into that sort of thing. If you, if you are of a certain age, like uh, if you grew up in the 90s, I think you'd really love it because there's so many cameos in that movie. I mean, Tommy Lee, Henry Rollins, Vanilla Ice. Uh, it goes on and on, like how many different cameos. So it's fun. Yeah, who else was there at the very end? Uh, David Hasselhoff. Yep. So, yeah. Yep, the Hoff. Um, before he was on the ground eating burgers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's why I watched that movie. I wanted to get uh, all up to speed on my DJ Quails. And here you should have been watching The Sweet Life. And yep. And here I should have been watching uh, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody because our favorite actress, Kim Rhodes, is uh, stars in this episode. So if you don't know Kim Rhodes, there was a TV show on Disney that was extremely popular called The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. And then it became uh, Sweet Life on Deck. Yeah, Sweet Life on Deck. But anyway, she played mother of these twin boys. She played Carrie Martin, the brother of the mother of Zach and Cody Martin. And the uh, so in the first, you got to watch the sweet life of Zach and Cody because that's the one she's in a lot. Right when um, they on deck, she's not in very much. Yeah, if you don't know about this show, it's about two twin boys, cute as a cute as could be, and they just happen to live at a hotel where the mother's a lounge singer, and then just all the cast of you know other kids and wacky adults that they run into it's a it's a good it's a cute show we've seen the entire run back to front uh, at least once in the movie so you cannot deny that you don't like it well no it's cute but like i mentioned before about one of the the boys are played zach and cody are played by twins dylan and cole sprouse as an adult now cole sprouse plays jughead on the cw's riverdale mm-hmm. which it's kind of hot. Sometimes I can see the resemblance when I look at him, but sometimes I really can't because in the TV show, Zach and Cody, he was a blonde. Here he's got his hair dyed almost black, you know, so it's kind of sometimes hard to see him as, as Cody. Yeah. Are, are the voices and like how they, how he speaks, is that totally different? Or I've, n- I've only seen like one episode of that show. We watched the, the pilot when it came on we were both like, eh. So we never watched it before. And yeah. back then I had no idea that that kid played, you know, Cody. Yeah, I don't know. For a show that's supposed to be based on Archie comics, it seems like all it's all about murder and mayhem. 
There is a lot of murder and mayhem in Riverdale. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember this from the comics at all. <laughs> no. I, I was actually an Archie subscriber as a kid. I, oh, I, had, a, see. I had a, a subscription to Archie and to uh, Betty and Veronica. And do you know what I really wish I could find now in my piles of old stuff as a child? Your Archie comics or Betty and Veronica comics. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, it's very possible I might have given those away and uh, at some point. But... Whatever. Good stuff. Let's talk about this show, though. Uh, starring our Kim Mills. Jody Mills. Jody Mills. Kim Rhodes as Jody Mills. Okay. Jesus. Confusing. You know, actors are played by other people. I mean, people yeah. on TV are played by actors. <laughs> Wait, you mean there's no real Sam Dean Winchester running around hunting monsters? Well, geez, the way you act some days, you think they're, you really think that there is. Because you associate those guys with real-life events in, in our life. Like, man, I wish Sam and Dean were here. Well, I've heard you say that out loud and mean it. Well, no, what I say is, well, like when I watch those uh, ghost, I want to say Ghostbuster shows. But ghost Facers? Yeah, Ghost Facers. There's this one show I can't remember. I was watching it for a while. I can't for the life of me remember it. But they talk about, you know, oh, we had this evil entity in this house and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, I would say, Sam and Dean were there. They would have had this solved in five minutes. You're spending years dealing with this bullshit. Ridiculous. <laughs> By the way, can we just talk about those shows real quick? The fact is, I might have said it on this program before, but the fact is, if your house is really haunted... If, like, a real ghost is really flying around your house, that's, that'd be amazing. That'd be the greatest scientific discovery of all time to actually prove some of this stuff. Right. And, yeah. Never been proven. Never. And, no, never. And that's why, you know, cryptids are pretty... All cryptids are pretty much now debunked because with all of the ring cameras, all of the wildlife trail cameras... Mm -hmm. uh, every hunter now has trail cameras. Right. I mean, you buy them for 50 bucks at Farm and Fleet. You stick it up on a tree. Three months later, you go back, grab it, go home. You can pick out the exact deer you want to eat that winter. <laughs> I mean, uh, amazing technology is available. There's cameras recording everything all the time, even in the middle of nowhere. No one is... No one has uh, shown us a Bigfoot picture. And I really doubt that Bigfoots go lurking around behind trees looking for trail cameras. Never a Bigfoot, never a rake, never any of those other cryptids. No, uh... Chupacabra. No, no Yeti, no, uh, what's the other one that's kind of a Yeti? Um, the monkey, skunk ape, the skunk ape, kind of like a Yeti. Nothing. Nothing. Nope, never see them. Yeah, just because they're not real, people. No, not real. And, uh, the only thing, though, that there's still pictures of, and it drives me ape. That people believe in this stuff orbs <laughs> there was nothing on there was nothing anywhere and then i took the picture and then i looked at it and oh my gosh there's a big glowing orb oh yeah yeah there's this powerful spot that has them a lot below a waterfall oh really yeah shocking i know. wonder what that could be on your camera lens a drop of water light reflecting yeah light reflecting off water droplets no that doesn't happen Oh, the orbs thing just drives me nuts. It's people still believe in that. Yes. The one thing that I half believed in, like, pretty solid for about um, maybe a week or two until I got to thinking about it. Uh, remember Rods? No. Rods. Okay, so there was footage in the 90s of uh, these kind of, it looked like a big, long bug. Like a bug that was a foot long with multiple sets of wings that would kind of slither through the air. And there was tons of video footage of these things going around. And then everyone figured out what the F it was. Do you know bugs, <laughs> insects fly really fast in that when your dumb digital camera from the 90s takes a, a photo, you know, in your video file, it's a big smear of everything that happened. So that one bug whizzing through the air, flapping its wings makes it looks like one big long bug that's slithering through the air. I see. That makes sense. It's just like, how did the world fall for rods? There was like a good couple of years there where everyone was on the hunt, you know, and they were they were thought to be mystical that only cameras could see them, but they they moved so fast the human eye couldn't pick up on them. Got it. 
Ridiculous. You people. You people. You people. Stop it. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about how zombies happen. <laughs> <laughs> because we all know they are real. <laughs> Season 5, episode 15, De- Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. I have Dean Men Don't Wear Plaid. <laughs> that is wrong in my notes. Yes, it is. Because Dean has been known to wear plaid. During the recap, uh, we learn about the four horsemen are coming back. Uh, Lucifer... Uh, we see a glimpse of Bobby's wife. She was possessed, and Bobby had to shoot her at some point. Um, Dean is just like, I'm done. I'm done with it all, and starts drinking. And then they tie that into him looking up at the sky, begging, you know, like asking for help and mercy. Did you tie that? I really associated a lot of that last 10 seconds of that recap, like with uh, like the angst of alcoholism almost, because it shows no. him drinking, and then he's like, help, I need help. No. You didn't? No. Yeah, I, I really pulled that. I, I, that tied together in my head anyways. Like, oh, no, not he, not Dean. No, no, no way. He needs it. He yes. Needs. No, he he just needed help with the whole. Uh, no, Lucifer. I get it what the show's about, but I think just like editing those two things together tightly. Um, another fun part of that recap is we get a flashback of deep fryer hands from the last episode. <laughs> yeah, well, famine. <laughs> It's just like, I didn't need to see Deep Fryer Hands again. <laughs> the episode starts there at a graveyard. Uh, we see the t- gravestone of a guy by the name of Clay James Thompson. And a hand pops out of the ground and he climbs out of the earth. We then see that there's a dude watching uh, TV, drinking a beer. Yet again, a classic set of Supernatural. Either your house is like perfect and fine and upscale and you could tell that this couple probably brings in you know a hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year or we're at the complete other end of the socioeconomic scale and we're just with some single slob drunk (laughs) sitting around with a worthless life in a trailer there's no one ever in between no well yeah there's not people like you and i that don't live in a trailer but we don't have a high flute in the house i think this episode we do find that person Okay, well, you'll have to bring it up when we get to it. Um, The door opens up. uh, Well, this guy hears a noise. He's sitting there watching a nature program, which, by the way, what is it with guys getting drunk and just watching nature programs? That's like a really big thing. Uh, Maybe they like to see animals screwing. I don't know. I think it's all the screwing and eating each other that (laughs) dudes just love. Uh, It's a dark and stormy night outside. This guy hears a noise, peeks outside, nothing there, goes back, sits down. Um... The door then flings open wildly, and he gets up, looks around, closes it. Inside, turn around, and it is the man that just climbed out of the ground, Clay Thompson. Uh, By the way, Clay, a man by the name of Clay, is now covered in mud. Get it? (laughs) Well, he just, you know, climbed himself out of the grave. I was really annoyed with this joke. I, that is a writer's joke that they put in there. They could have called this dude anything, but a man that's going to be covered in mud, they called Clay. That's true. Uh, come on. I mean, what are they going to have? A man with no arms and no legs laying on the ground and call him Matt? <laughs> <laughs> well, the mud man attacks and we hear a struggle. Stinger, beginning of episode. Did I miss anything in there of importance? No, that pretty much covers everything. We see the boys show up at a diner. Sam's on the phone with Bobby. I didn't quite catch what they were talking about, but Sam hangs up before they walk into the diner. Right, and it mentioned that they at this diner they're at in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Okay, and we know that that's near Bobby's house? Bobby or? lives in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Oh, okay. Another thing that I uh, kind of sparked here, because we're on our 97th episode of Supernatural, mm-hmm. there is a lot of independent diners in the Supernatural universe. Well, I think in small towns all over the place, there are a lot of independent diners. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But they I, used to have that one in Edgerton until it became a sucky place <laughs> that serves only breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Ray's it was. Yeah, I guess Edgerton had Ray's. And there's stuff we, downtown, too. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no. It, it seems odd. But maybe, well, maybe is, we're just not looking for them, too. Right. Well, there is an entire show on Food Network dedicated to it, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I mean, where he goes around to all these different diners all over the place. 
we do have to remember this is uh, this is before 2020 when all of the restaurants went out of business. That's true. Um, this was 2010. People are going to look back at the show in the future and be like, you could just walk in and sit down. <laughs> you didn't have to order online ahead of time and drive through in your car and have them throw it at you. <laughs> you didn't have to wear a mask. Oh, by I mean, by the time that they have that discussion, we'll be into full hazmat suits with air tanks. Um, Sam was, uh, yeah, Sam was on the phone with Bobby. They go in uh, to eat lunch or whatever, I guess. Uh, they sit down, though, and actually there's another dude that they're meeting. And it is a man that saw, claims to have saw, Clay Thompson crawl through the uh, trailer window and kill that guy uh, that was watching the nature program by the name of Benny. And so they're questioning him. They're not really sure that this guy's all too trustworthy, but he is completely positive of what he saw. He knew these guys. And he knows why he did it, too, uh, because five years ago, there was a suspicious shooting during a uh, hunting trip where Benny shot Clay in the back. And killed him. So, yeah, he's just like, hey, he's out for revenge, I guess. At this point, Officer Jody Mills uh, comes in. Why did she come in and start hassling him? She, well, it looks like she went in to pick up an order she noticed the guy that they were talking to, and apparently he doesn't have the best record around, because she's the sheriff. Uh, he doesn't have the best record um, in town. His name was Digger Wells. So he's got a record, and so she, I think she's just coming over seeing what the heck he was up to. With these two characters, she had no idea who they were. Yeah, so I, yeah, if you're going to have some shady dude sitting across from two guys in uh, black suits looking like the men in black, yeah, she uh, took some interest and asked them who they are. And she's like, oh, FBI, huh? And Sam whips out a business card and she's like, here, go ahead, call our supervisor. He'll clear it up for you. So Jody uh, grabs the card, dials up the number. And so it goes into Bobby's house. And as you know, Bobby's got a nice big wall full of telephones with pieces of tape on the back that tell him what line it is. So he's got police, FBI, everything. It looks like, he, yeah, FBI, CIA, uh, oh gosh, what's the other one? CDC. Yeah, he picks it up and he's like, Officer Johnson or whatever. Or whatever, like yeah. That. And then it's funny because then right away, Jody just recognizes the voice and she's like, Bobby? And he's like, uh, no, what? No, officer, officer so-and-so. I think it might have been Officer Wells. Yeah, I think you're right. Agent Wells. And uh, she's like, oh, okay, Bobby, talk to you later. And hangs <laughs> up like he busted him cold pretty much. Yeah. Hangs up. Uh, the boys know that they're busted by listening to the other end. And they get a real sheepish look. And she's like, look, uh, Bobby Singer is a drunk and a menace and if you guys are involved in him in any sort of way especially dressed like that obviously there's some sort of scheme afoot and you both you both should probably stop it and leave immediately fuck you very much <laughs> yeah Jody mills no nonsense at this point so the boys go and they visit bobby and they're just like what the hell and by the way bobby rolls in and he is what i would call scrubbed and fresh yes his hair is all slicked over. He's wearing clean clothes. I think even his wheelchair was polished up and looked new. Well, well even uh, Dean says, what's that smell? Is that soap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you clean around here? So the boys ask him about the case, and Bobby's just like, oh, yeah, that, that Clay Thompson thing. And uh, Benny so-and-so, he's, he's just a town drunk. Screw him. There's nothing to see here. And then the boys are like, what about that crazy lightning storm? And they're like, oh, South Dakota? During the storm season? Yeah, <laughs> real out of the ordinary, you dummies. <laughs> he basically just blows them off like, sorry you drove all the way here, but there's nothing. I already personally looked into it, and everything is clear. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> basically shooing him out the door. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Yep, so the boys are like, all right, Bobby, <laughs> later. They take off, and uh, while driving up... By the way, it was like broad daylight when they were at Bobby's, but they're driving down the road, and they pass the very graveyard that that dude supposedly uh, crawled out of, 
And at this point, then Dean's like, hey, wait, that was the graveyard. Let's go take a look. And I think Sam's like, oh, Bobby already cleared it. What do you? And then Dean's like, oh, what do we got to lose? Um, mm-hmm. My question is, what were they doing all afternoon then? Were they hanging out at Bobby's? Did they go see a movie? Like, where did all of this time vanish? Because it couldn't have been too far from Bobby's house to pass the cemetery. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm assuming, I mean, I know Sioux Falls probably isn't that big, but they have to have more than one cemetery. Maybe this one was just the closest one to Bobby's house or something. I don't know. But um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, huh? Yeah. What's the population of that town? I want to, because they made it look like a town of about 3,000 people. Oh, no, I think it's bigger than that. I I don't think it's, um, I'm thinking like maybe 10, 15,000. Not really sure. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to monkey with my computer. But, yeah, they make it look like a real little small town, but, but they talk about it in that way. Uh, but the boys are like, all right, let's, uh, yeah, what do we got to lose? Let's go Let's go take a peek. We're just driving down the road anyways. So they get out, they go looking around, and they find Clay Thompson's grave. And the grave, it looks like there's freshly overturned soil right there. Which yeah. then right away I'm like, hey, wait, Bobby... Did you might want to mention this or explain or like instantly it seems like you've never came here. Yeah, because of the fact that he said, oh, I already checked out the cemetery. I'm uh, looking at Wikipedia. Oh, it's a bigger town than I thought. 195,850 people. So it's a good sized town. All right. Well, by the end of it, they fit everyone into the jail for their own protection. So 195,000 people. <laughs> Not the whole town. I'm just thinking the people in that immediate area. That's what I'm thinking. Well, they talk about it like town is in it's a small, tiny thing, though. Yeah, they did. Um, so instantly, I'm like, hey, wait, Bobby's clearly lying because this cemetery's got visible issues right away. Uh, so they dig down, open up the coffin, and what do you know? Ding, ding, ding. It's empty. And by the way, the coffin looked like it was blown out from the inside anyways. The top of it was all ripped up. Yeah, it looked like he clawed his way out of it. So the boys are stumped. And I'm like, how are you stumped? Clearly the dude came back to life and dug his way out. Clearly. Um, Sam and Dean, they break into a house and start looking around. A guy with the bat comes comes at Dean, but Dean quickly is able to get the best of him. These guys are amazing at fighting, by the way. Unless it's another supernatural creature, they can take down anyone. They've had a lot of training. They Yeah, they should really go into the MMA. <laughs> They'd make a mint with Dana White. Uh, Sam rushes in and confirms. He's like, whoa, you're Clay Thompson. And uh, he's like, yeah, I, I confess. I shot Benny. You can arrest me. Like, the guy just wants to be arrested and taken away for uh, the horrible crime he did. Well, and even Dean's like, what, you're, you're confessing? He's like, well, yeah, he killed me. Of course I came back and killed him. <laughs> like, they were shocked that... He was shocked that they would be shocked, I think. Yep, Sam goes over his story about the dead guy that crawled out. Uh, so they walk out of the house. And uh, with Benny with them, I guess to... Not Benny, Clay. Clay. Yeah, they walk out of the house with him, and Dean pulls his gun like, oh, this dude's going to get shot right here. Even though we just saw this guy's wife, by the way. Right. And I was like, well, that's interesting. This guy just came back from the dead. And I was like, is this guy just in the basement lurking around, and she didn't know he was in his house? No. No, she was like, why are you hassling my husband? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Very confusing. I'm like, your husband that's been gone for five years, and I was mysteriously back, and you don't notice? Whatever. Well, they go out of the house, and there's uh, Agent Jody Mills. Sheriff. Sheriff Jody Mills right on the spot, and uh, guns drawn and catches him. And she doesn't, they point out, like, uh, this is a dead guy. He's back. And she's like, I don't care. It's you two that are under arrest. And they are just completely baffled. Mm -hmm. They they get arrested. They go into jail. (coughs) While While Sam and Dean are in uh, the holding cell they look out the window and what do you know there's Bobby be talking to Sheriff Jody Mills like they're best friends and so I'm confused because Jody Mills supposedly thinks he's a maniac and wants him out of town but then she arrests him and now he's in there just chatting with them in the, you know, in the back office um, 
boys are completely confused, but Bobby springs them out of jail somehow. I don't know, pays their bail or something. Or she possibly, Bobby talks to her into letting her, yeah, letting them go. Yeah, Bobby then grabs him and is like, come with me, I'll explain. They go back to Bobby's house, and this is very early in the morning, 4 a.m., Everyone's beat tired, but there is a lady there, all dressed up really nice, looking pretty, and she offers to make everyone food at 4 a.m. <laughs> and she's got a smile on her face. I'm just saying, if I brought back two dudes and we had some explaining to do, you would not be awake making food, probably. No, but in later in the episode, we find out why she was awake that time. Well, and you do start to notice this woman's got a pretty pale confusion. Yeah. complexion too not just pale but more of like a black and white complexion just absolutely no skin tone uh, the boys are like uh, who's that and Bobby confirms that's my dead wife uh, Bobby asks well first he says that's my wife Karen and, and so Dean's like your new wife and he's like no my dead wife yep. so and we all know that Bobby had to kill her because she was possessed by a demon back in the day yeah, Bobby asks his wife to give them some space, so she just politely wanders off to go scrub dishes or something like that with a goofy smile on her face. Uh, the boys are, like, smiling and eating pie and with each other, but as soon as she leaves the room, they just, like, turn directly, just shoot dagger eyes at Bobby, and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> and Bobby's like, I know, I know, but don't worry, I tested her so he he like ran her through the whole battery of tests to figure out what she was and he couldn't figure out he came back clean well at this point even dean's like well she's either a zombie or revenant because you know she's not demon because no holy water bothered her or salt bothered her or silver so she couldn't have been anything that's affected by silver and they ask like okay bobby where'd you have her buried and he's like uh i had her cremated so it's like, uh, how did she come back if there's no body? What? Right, exactly. Um, and come to find out, I, Bobby I, drops this little note that, yeah, by the way, Ancient Mill, or Sheriff Mills, her son came back to life too. People are just coming back to life around town. Uh, Bobby was covering the whole time that they uh, talked to him the first time. He was lying about knowing anything about uh, the case before he knew about that he lied about the electric storm right that was not just a typical storm that was a omen storm or whatever he he was completely covering he was completely lying to the boys i am so pissed at bobby right now because all he does is yell at the boys for trying to lie and get away with stuff and that's what he did and he put everyone in danger he did but you have to look back you know he felt uh Horrible for having to kill his wife. She's back. Everyone thinks this is great. They're going to have a good time. But, yeah, Dean was very upset. And he asked Bobby, he says, what would you do if you were us? And he's like, well, I know what I would do. He would take care of the situation. In other words, put a bullet in her yeah, head. Yeah, dispatch the monsters. Exactly. Well, it seems that there's another horseman back in the area. And I believe at this time it goes to commercial. We come back. They're all sitting around the table discussing what all of this means and how they're going to handle it. Uh, the, Bobby confirms that my wife doesn't remember any of the bad stuff that happened to her. Not about the possession, not about me killing her. It's like she's just came back and she's perfectly happy. Like, just leave her alone. And he's goes into this whole thing where he's sentimental about her humming while she cooks. And, yeah, you can hear her in the background humming away. And he's trying to convince that Sam and Dean that the dead, maybe the dead rising isn't a bad thing. This might be a sweet blessing in all of this is for their loved ones to come back. Yeah, because, well, he was reading out of Revelation earlier, too, and saying, you know, that with death, the dead shall rise. It's like, hey, maybe this is the one good thing in this whole mess that we're dealing with here. It's at this part of the conversation when Dean asks, what would you do if you were us? Right. And then Bobby's just like, please don't kill my zombie wife. <laughs> it's really pathetic. Him sitting there with his slicked over hair in his pressed plaid shirt. Because <laughs> he's the one wearing, a, a, I think, a plaid shirt at this point. Doesn't he always? Yes. 
But it's usually not ironed. No, it's <laughs> usually flannel just a, shirt. It's, yeah. His iron flannel shirt. <laughs> um, so back at the diner, the boys uh, discussing how they probably need to protect Bobby from his wife um, so that she doesn't turn and start eating his face. Uh, Dean is daydream. What? How did I skip over all of this? What? Back at the diner, the boys are discussing how they probably need to protect Bobby from his wife eating his face. Mm -hmm. My next note here is Dean is daydreaming in Bobby's junkyard and his zombie wife shows up and asks him inside. What did I miss in there? I feel like I missed a scene. You Well, you didn't miss a scene, but while they're at the diner, you know, and, and Dean made the comment, he's like, I'm going to stick around the junkyard, uh, keep an eye on Bobby. And so then Sam gets kind of snark. He's like, oh, yeah, right. Then I'll go into town and protect the the rest of the population while you sit out here and babysit Bobby. Yeah, all 159,000. <laughs> 195,000. 195,000. But you're right. Then we see um, Dean at the junkyard kind of like hanging out in... He yeah, turns dude, around and she's there. Yeah, he's trying to do a bit of a stakeout, but he's like right in the middle of the junkyard, not <laughs> hiding at all. Uh, we see Sam walking up to Jody's house, and he's lurking around, peeks in the windows, and sure enough, there's Jody reading to a little zombie kid. Because <laughs> once again, we see the gray complexion. Yes, we do. So we need to know that she's got a zombie boy there. Uh, Dean is inside talking to uh, Bobby's zombie wife. Uh, she knows, but she reveals to Dean, like, I know that I was a dead. I know that I'm a zombie now. And I know that you're here to keep an eye on me and kill me if I turn bad. Uh, she says that Sam and Dean are not the only people watching over Bobby, which seems weird. And because come to find out, she actually remembers everything. Remembers mm -hmm. being... Possessed, she remembers Bobby killing her. She knows it all and is just basically protecting Bobby's feelings. Right, because she said she knew that Bobby had no choice to do but what he did when he when he killed her to get I mean, now he knows how to get rid of demons without killing people, but back then he had no clue, so she's like doesn't blame him. She knows that he just did what he had to do. We see Sam go up to another house, knocks on the door, and there's blood on the door. So Sam takes that as a sign that, uh-oh, there's trouble afoot. He jiggles the door handle, walks in, and goes looking around, and he's calling out for a Mrs. Jones. Uh, she fi Sam finds uh, the, an old lady laying on a daybed. She looks super sick and coughing. Uh, can't make out any words. She just keeps coughing. She keeps motioning him, motioning him to come closer. Sam's like, oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> He's like, I know I'm going to regret this. <laughs> Sam goes in closer and closer until she freaks out and goes full zombie mode on him, leaps out of bed, attacks him, but Sam's able to pull a gun and shoot her in the mouth and blow the back of her head off. Right, and this point... Stop saying right after everything I say, please. Okay, at this point, um, Sam looks over and sees another dead body. So this woman that came back from the dead obviously killed whoever she was living with before she tried to kill Sam. The boys are back at Bobby's, and they ask about Ezra Jones. Seems that she was the first one that crawled out, uh, came back to life, and crawled out of the graveyard. And now, seemingly, she's the first one that has turned bad. Um, Bobby then pulls a gun on the boys and says, don't worry, if my wife turns, I'll take care of it. You guys can leave now. And the boys don't seem to want to leave. And Bobby's like, don't make me ask you again. He's getting pretty serious about protecting his zombie wife. <laughs> the boys leave and discuss what a nut Bobby is being. And the general plan is for Dean to go back to Bobby's, keep an eye on that situation while Sam goes into town to save the day. They figure the sheriff might help, but she is also pro-zombie at the moment, but they need to go talk to her and get some help. We see Dean is back at Bobby's, and Bobby's zombie wife falls over. She is clearly getting sick, and she says the uh, thing you never want to hear a zombie say, I need something to eat. Yeah, I'm hungry. Well, what you also didn't mention is that, yeah, Dan's, Dean stayed with Bobby, um, where Sam went back to Jody's help, 
and or went back then they go a scene back to Jody's where her son is sick and he says he's hungry she goes in the kitchen her husband's on the phone with the with the doctor saying he's got 11 111 degree temperature so she gets on the phone with the doctor but he goes back out to the living room to the son to see you know if he can comfort him if your child has a hundred and eleven degree temperature your kid's dead right isn't it like 107 is dangerous I think even, I mean, for an adult, I know you'd be dead because I know children can handle a higher temperature. But yes, I do believe 111. You'd have him in an ice bath. At you least. would definitely, definitely. Uh, so Jody is calling her doctor. She hears a noise in the other room, runs in to check, and she's on the blood on the floor. There is blood everywhere, and her son is eating daddy. The son gets up and starts slowly walking towards her with just blood dripping off of his chin. <laughs> Sam jumps in and uh, gets, is like, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> grabs her and gets her out of the house. And Sam explains that the whole town is in trouble. They're going to need to round up weapons and where's a safe place. And that's when Jody's like, in jail. And uh, Sam is like, okay, well, we got to go take care of your zombie kid here. He cocks his gun, goes inside, and shoots her son. Right, and the reason she want, wanted to go to jail because she said that's where the weapons are. That's where they can kind of have a central location to kind of have everyone, if they needed to go out through town <laughs> shooting zombies, they would have a, well, that's a command center. That's where the townsfolk center. could be safe. Right, you know? exactly. Uh, back at... Back at Bobby's, his uh, wife is now turning and is talking to Bobby. Um, you know, Bobby can clearly see that this is <laughs> this is going south quickly. She looks over at the handgun and uh, wistfully tells him to use it on her. Uh, she reveals that, hey, you know, I, I remember everything about the first <laughs> the first time you killed me, basically. All right. I remember getting turned. I remember you shooting me. I remember the look in your eye. I know how hard this is for you. Um, Bobby's like, well, then you know why I can't do it again. And she says that when she came back, by the way, that over her grave, there was a really thin guy, and he had a message for you, Bobby. And we never hear what that message is. Total cliffhanger moment. Really frustrating. Very big cliffhanger. We see that Dean is breaking into Bobby's. By the way, wasn't Dean just hanging out? Dean was just at Bobby's talking to the sick wife, saying he needs to leave. Uh, how did Bobby get in there and Dean leave? How did they swap places? Well, this was later at night. Once again, though, when when um, Karen approached Dean, yeah, it was the daytime because she invited him him in for lunch. And by the time that she collapsed and Bobby got her to bed or whatever, it was nighttime. So I think maybe he was just hanging outside waiting to see if anything would happen. But you're right. Then he does come in and breaks into the house. Uh, Dean hears, yeah, he goes into the house. He hears a gunshot, uh, rushes into the room. And there you see Bobby holding his wife's hand and his wife's uh, head <laughs> missing parts and uh, so clearly bobby you know dispatched her again yeah she was obviously turning and he she convinced him to do it probably before it gets all ugly <laughs> back at the uh, sheriff's department uh, sam and jody are handing out guns to the townsfolk <coughs> sam is uh, Loading up, uh, Dean is loading up Bobby at the junkyard, uh, like hopping into a van or something like that. They start to hear noises. Dean wanders off uh, looking for the source of the noise. Back at the jail, we see it's on lockdown. Back at the junkyard, Dean gets jumped, uh, but Bobby's able to shoot the guy. And then someone else comes in and attack. Dean shoots him. And then at this point, just random zombies are running into the junkyard, leaping at him. And Bobby and Dean are shooting him dead and getting back into the house. Inside the house, though, they reveal that they're both low on ammo. And all of their ammo was out in the van. Because which, which seemed a little odd. If, if, if you have a whole arsenal at home, why would you load up all of your ammo and put it in your car? I think that they were going to find <clears throat> Sam, because I'm assuming that... 
they thought the trouble would be in town also. So, they, yeah, they load up the ammo. Can they get in the van? Oh, yeah. I guess I guess at that point you would take your whole stash. Exactly. I figure it's like if you're going, you know, out for a night at a concert or something like that, you don't take all the weed you own with you. You only take half. <laughs> you got to leave some at home. I would think that the same thing would be with ammo. If I'm going out to fight zombies, I'm only going to take half. I'm going to leave some at home for tomorrow. But if you need all your ammo so you can live till tomorrow, you're going to wish you had it with you. I don't know. But, yeah, you don't know where that van's going. You've got to have a stash someplace. Don't put all your uh, eggs in one basket. Okay. You might drop the basket. Okay. Uh, but at this point, though, it comes pretty comical because zombies are just leaping through the windows, just gone full berserk on these guys, running through the house, really hungry for some Bobby and Dean flesh. Uh, Bobby and Dean are able to escape and get into a closet and uh, lock themselves behind, which is weird that a closet's got a lock on it, but whatever. It's an old house. Maybe there was a skeleton key for these things. That's what I'm thinking, because when they show the door knob, it's a it, skeleton key. It did look like it had a skeleton key. And you're right, it was an old house, and I think old farmhouses just for some reason were yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah, my bedroom, my, when, I was, when I was a kid, it had a a skeleton key lock on the bedroom and it's kind of spooky like why do you need to be able to lock this door and not let people out <laughs> the better to murder you with yeah, it seems a little <laughs> odd that houses used to be like that um it's pretty funny though because they're like well i dean says like something like well it's not like zombies can pick a lock well all of a sudden the pounding which is like just manic pounding of a whole bunch of people on the doors just instantly stops and then the, one of the zombies picks the lock <laughs> uh, which seems weird like even through all that noise behind the door the zombies heard him say pick the lock and then one's like "Ooh, i got a bobby pin let's go <laughs> in my hair let's uh let's work on that uh it's pretty hilarious so bobby looks up at dean and he's like aren't you sick of always being wrong <laughs> and doesn't he come back with like well i'm only wrong sometimes or only wrong when i try or no he says he's making this stuff up as he goes oh yeah give me a break i'm making it up as i go along that's what it was uh sam sam and dean or sam and jody show up just in time kill off all of the attacking zombies and save them and that's the end of it the next day we don't see any of the zombie work in town we don't know what they had to do in town what we don't know what the town zombie attack looked like. It seemed to be focused on Bobby's place, which seems odd. Be because there was no zombie attack in town, and we will get we, to... Yes! Would you let me tease ahead? Oh, sorry. My bad. We are really going to have to talk about the format after this episode. We're going to need a meeting. The next day, Sam is burning all of the bodies. Uh, Jody and Dean... They show up and they report that they cannot find any more zombies wandering around. Uh, but the townsfolk are pretty freaked out about everything that just went on. But no worries. Uh, Jody's got it in. She's got an in with the reporter or something like that. She's going to have it all covered up. No, that's not what she said. She said that people are calling reporters, but no one believes them. Oh, is that what it was? I thought she got to the reporters and gave them a cover story. No, she said no one believes it. I mean, if you called up and said, hey, a town got run over by zombies, would you believe it? I wouldn't believe it if someone told me that. All right. Um, so all of the bodies have been taken care of except for Bobby's wife. We go back to the junkyard and uh, Bobby has his funeral pile, pyre. The boys show up Bobby offers an apology to them. The boys kind of just like, eh, you know, Bobby, we go, we, we all go through stuff. They didn't seem really too bugged by it. And then here's the big reveal. This is the cliffhanger from before and explains why only Bobby's house was attacked by zombies. Uh, Karen said on her deathbed, or on her zombie bed, that uh, the four horsemen, uh, fourth horseman death was coming for Bobby personally and that he brought Karen back for a reason and this entire thing this entire plot of raising all of these dead people was basically to kill off Bobby because he keeps helping Sam and Dean and folks are not happy about that so it'd be a lot easier if there was no Bobby so they could get the plan on their way and stop being foiled 
and in the end, Bobby seems pretty freaked out by all this, having having uh, people want him dead. Because of the fact that he's like, how many times am I have to kill my wife? Dean made a comment about, well, wasn't it nice that you at least had five days with her? And he said, no, really, it kind of made it worse because I just had to go through all that pain again. Yeah, so. he had closure at one point, and now he doesn't again. But. So he even mentioned that even if they didn't physically kill him, they death kind of wanted to emotionally and mentally get him out of the picture. You know, though, Bobby should really take another look at this and be like, the possibilities now are endless. Maybe at some point he could get his wife back and not be zombied or not be cursed. You know, maybe there is some clean way to do it. I, I would think that would give him a little bit of hope. There is no clean way of bringing people back. There's got to be some other people in this show that are dead and end up being brought back permanently, right? <laughs> well, Sam and Dean all the time. Look at how many times they've been exactly. dead. Exactly. But it takes God to do it. Or an angel. Well, you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, so what I'm saying is there's a chance. Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> All right. So I have a feeling this was one of your favorite episodes. And I say that because the jokes through it, you chuckled heartily and even like tapped me when they were happening to express your glee. The moment the episode was over, you started running through your favorite jokes again. And I was just like, okay, back it down a notch. What is it about this episode that just tickles you so much? I thought the jokes were funny, but also because of the fact that at first you don't really know if you're going to like Jody Mills or not, because she does seem like she's not a fan of Bobby. It's not a fan of the boys so far. But then as you meet her in later episodes, your opinion of her may or may not change. Yeah, we're going to have a lot more Jody Mills conversation in the future. We will. Um, because I know that there was other plans for that character, in fact, outside of Supernatural. So we'll get to that when we get to that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's zombies. Uh, it's zombies that can come back from dust. So that seems new and weird but i guess when you're the fourth horseman of death yeah when you're the horseman of the apocalypse death then when you're death you can pretty much do whatever you want yeah it seems seems like it. um it'd be nice if he would have brought him back in a non-zombie hungry format but whatever and plus why did he bring back little jody mills kid like was little jody mills boy supposed to run into bobby's and attack bobby that seems odd doesn't it that couldn't have been a plan it does, but maybe the reason Death brought him back was because he knew that Jody and Bobby had some sort of rela act, you oh, know, relationship that wasn't so hot. I know why, I know why Jody Mills' boy got brought back. What? This was actually explained in the episode, and I, I don't know why I'm just thinking about it now. Death showed up at that cemetery, and everyone in that cemetery or everyone around him in that cemetery, you know, uh, planted around Bobby's wife. They those are all of them that got brought back. You're right. So it would have been you know the other local buddy that got shot in the back. Uh, if Jody's uh, boy was like buried, you know, a couple of rows over. It was it was everything in like a splash area of where that dude came up to just get his wife. Brought them all back. You're right, and like you mentioned that Joe uh, Bobby mentioned that he did cremate his wife but did bury her urn in that cemetery. Yeah. Yeah, I have relatives like that, but even though cremated, it's still buried too, to I put guess. them on the family plot. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, It's a fun episode. I, I, I like it. Your exuberance kind of... <laughs> I love watching TV with you, but sometimes when you get a little too overexcited, it's just like, okay, take a breath. Oh, uh, you know, Sam and Dean are my favorite people in the whole world. I know. I think we all know. <laughs> um... Yeah, hopefully Bobby gets over it. Bobby's always a good person to see. Um, he's a little cantankerous, and it was nice to see him. You know, he does have a nice little lovey, lovable, buttery side to him. But he really does. you got to get to it first and probably, you know, be able to bake <laughs> and have a set of tits. But you can get there. <laughs> if you got if you got cinnamon rolls and buns in the oven. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else that 
were missing because they didn't have to they didn't even kill death they didn't even see death in this episode they no. just uh, they just took care of the situation he unleashed so i'm assuming we're gonna see death again we will see death we will i kind of like death the way they have him portrayed in supernatural which is odd yeah i <laughs> this is gonna be an interesting psychology tour i take with you <laughs> wow just, just the way they have him portrayed and the actor that plays him does it so well that is it sexy death no smarmy death no it's a very non-attractive very thin man no it's not dj qualls but <laughs> no it's not someone that you would call attractive or sexy or anything like that just i think a good actor that does a really good job playing that character hmm. all right well i i cannot wait to see it does it happen in tomorrow's episode no damn it what's tomorrow's episode dark side of the moon Ooh, obviously pink floyd reference Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, before that, it was actually a scientific reference, being the side of the moon you can't see from Earth. Right. It isn't actually all dark people. Uh, okay, so if you have nothing else, then I'm going to run through my ending spiel. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else at all. Okay, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hello. We have an awesome website called coupleofidgets.com where all of our episodes get posted to. And, the page, you know, you go to a page, see an episode. There's a little player there. You can download it. There's information on the homepage and how to subscribe. So if you cannot figure out how to listen to us, you are really bad off technologically. <laughs> um, I think you can get our show now in pretty much every format other than, you know, maybe fax to you via teletype. <laughs> It's going to be really tough to listen to us then. So head on over. Because, uh, yeah, like I say, we stream on uh, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.